Welcome back to another episode of What Would Orson Drink, the show where we watch a new movie every week and we tell you our inebriated thoughts. Happy Halloween. I'm Joel. I'm Kelsey. We also drink liquor every week. I feel like that's important. I'm Zach, but I guess it's not important for me to introduce myself. Nah, we know who you are. I usually have the dented mic. It's nice to have the one that doesn't have the dent in it. <laughs> I think I have the dented mic. I normally have the one with an on and off switch, but neither of us have it this time. So originally we were going to do like an October theme, but you're probably not listening to this till November, so you kind of know that didn't happen. So um, We were going to watch for October all shitty horror sequels. My plan is actually to release this on Halloween, so you'll have uh, witnessed so you're our. Get one. No, no, no. So, so you'll have witnessed this week our upload extravaganza, in which we are will be. Uh, we'll have already listened to obviously our three episodes we recorded um, in September, and yet had light difficulties and uh, could not be edited slash uploaded together. Our apologies. Enjoy our fancy pants Halloween horror episode. Wait, so you're not doing the sequel to the Blair Witch? Okay, so Joel, tell them what we're watching, and then we'll go into this. Because I really want to watch sequel to Blair Witch. Let's do it on our on your own time. All right. Uh, So today we're watching Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the Next Generation. I would say that I picked this movie, but really Zach and Kelsey. Both helped me on this. We peer pressured him. We peer pressured into it. Honestly, the reason we're watching it is because Matthew McConaughey's in it, and I'm pretty sure he's the villain. I was and Renee Zellweger is the final girl. I was pushing for Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, which has Dennis Hopper wielding double chainsaws. And but I was like, no, got, we should watch. But then I got uh, shut down because some people don't like good things. I was like, no, let's watch Next Gen. It's supposed to be really shitty. <laughs> uh, well, to accompany this very bad movie, we have some pumpkin spice baileys limited because joel's a white girl i secretly am a white girl honestly i'm halfway there i'm white (laughs) uh yeah and but i and i have one x chromosome so it's not that far so originally for the month of october we're gonna do all shitty horror sequels joel's gonna was gonna do um this texas chainsaw massacre the next generation i was gonna do blair witch 2 book of shadows it's important to note it's important to note, Joel has not seen the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. And I have not seen the original Blair Witch Project. And see, I was going to subject them to um, Adam's Family 2, Adam's Family Values, which I have seen both that and the first Adam's Family and the shitty third Adam's Family movie that's even worse than Adam's Family Values. Um, so Kelsey was just not going to make us watch a horror movie. It was It's Halloween. It's not horror. Uh, shush. I'm I'm the wholesome one of the bunch. Well, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> well, I was gonna say, in all fairness, is this really a horror movie? If it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be. Yeah. I think it's supposed to be counts. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Um, I'm excited for this Bailey's though. I've never had any kind of Bailey's, so this is my first Bailey's experience. I've also not had Bailey's. I don't want to put that in my mouth. Just looking at it. It looks really tasty. It's, the normal Baileys are amazing. They're, they're great. Uh, I, um, you said you didn't like them before we started recording. I like normal Baileys. I don't like to drink them straight. I always mix them with something. What do you normally mix Baileys with? Oh, we usually put some Irish whiskey in there. A little bit of, little bit of Irish whiskey, mix some Baileys up. It's pretty good. Um, I'm 
I'm sure that there's other things you can do. People put them in coffee all the time, but I don't really drink. Yeah. I, I mean, when I drink coffee, it's in the morning. And I guess we could have gotten some, like, Kahlua. That would have been a good yeah. mix. Bailey's and Kahlua are good. I'm sure that there's there's tons of recipes you can go on there. It's like all a bunch of like chocolatey. I feel like Bailey's and Kahlua is like the ultimate white girl beverage because that's like a pumpkin spice latte drink. Like add in some like chameleon cold brew or something, and then it's the ultimate white girl beverage. Do you want to try to say uh, Kahlua again? Kahlua? You fucked it up. Did I fuck up Kahlua? No, you fucked up pumpkin. Oh, pumpkin. (laughs) We just wanted to make you say Kahlua again. It's like a pumpkin spice. <laughs> it's better than me. Sometimes I'll say pumpkin. <laughs> that's because you're, you're a Texan. Pumpkin at least makes sense. That's like, that's like a regional that's way like, to say a I'm thing. I'm a country boy. We call Nobody them pumpkins around here. Pumlin. I feel like if I'm saying pumpkin, then I'm like some like toothy little three-year-old boy. He's like missing a couple of teeth. And he's like, <laughs> mommy, I want some pumpkins. <laughs> you know? Yeah, pumpkin is just like, oh, you tried to speak too fast and you didn't get the K out. You fucked it up completely. All right. I can, I, can I have the Packers cup? <sighs> oh. <laughs> yeah, you can have it. No, I won't no, take it. I just no, wanted to fuck with have. you. <laughs> can I have the other? I got it for me, Kelsey. I know you did. <laughs> it smells pretty good. Oh, my God. It smells amazing. It feels kind of like eggnog. Actually, I bet this and eggnog would be really good. Oh, my God. We should get this again for Christmas. No, just drink eggnog for Christmas. Oh, yeah. Like That's alcoholic eggnog. Like. Just drink eggnog for Christmas. I'm about to try this Bailey's right now. Oh, me too. Joel's take for a sip, though. Kind of gross. Oh, no. When did it become a rule that the person who picked the alcohol has to have the first sip? No, Joel just always goes first. <laughs> Dude, I think that's actually, like, wasn't Y'all that are always, like, talking, like, well, you know, this Riesling is this and this. I'm like, tastes like grapes. <laughs> and they're like, oh, you've already tasted it? Why is it the worst shit we drink on this podcast is always your fault? God damn it, I hate you. It's like, it's, so there was one time... I went to World Market and had chocolate wine, which basically just tasted like which basically just tasted the shitty kind they had. Tasted like chocolate milk with rubbing alcohol, alcohol mixed in it. Yeah, no, I agree. And this tastes like pumpkin pie flavored eggnog with rubbing alcohol poured into it. Like like all of the just like like good creamy flavor is pretty good like it's not the best but it's pretty good but the alcohol in it it's just it's rubbing alcohol it's not like they're not even trying to describe to disguise it if i run down to the corner store and get like i promise it'll be pumpkin themed the four pack of beer can i drink that instead of this because this hurts no this hurts you can't baby you can't i'm gonna side on that whatever whatever side the majority is on on that one Then I vote with the majority. I'm, well, Zach, Zach, if you buy enough pumpkin-themed beer for all of us to have some. and I've got a thing of... Well, I don't want to offer that up. No, actually. don't offer it up. Are <laughs> <laughs> you just going to say you have some Irish whiskey? <laughs> no, uh, I we can totally have the Irish whiskey with this. I'm drinking Irish whiskey with it. I'm bringing it out to uh-huh. share, for sure, if you want it. But if we do this with Irish whiskey, we're all going to get twice as drunk. I was going to say, do you want to drive to Specs and buy some Kahlua? Because that actually sounded really good. It's Sunday. Oh, darn. Damn it. 
Well, I'm going to try to power through this. Joel, why is the worst shit on this podcast always the stuff you make us drink? I'm just saying, dude, like... I'm just saying, gin episode, you picked gin. Guys, what if they had pumpkin-flavored gin? Remember for retreat when you none of us could finish right the now, bourbon because it was you. so strong? That was you, too. I Well, I didn't... I mean... We I, finished Everclear, at least. No, but we, we finished it. We there that, have been, we finished the whole bottle or we just finished what we finished, finished that entire punch. jug of punch. There oh, have shit. been two times we have not finished an offering. Fortunately, of this stuff this stuff's not very strong. I think it's like fifteen percent or something. The the strength is not the problem. It tastes like rubbing alcohol. Oh the yeah, rubbing sip alcohol two was is the problem. Worse. I think it'll be better on ice. I'm calling it now. It's going to be better with ice. Oh, good for you. You know how to open up your throat. <laughs> I'm a real man. I can drink my pumpkin spice Baileys. You're a real man. Gulp. You know how to suppress the gag it. reflex. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's watch this stupid movie. I'm ready to just like make fun of it. I hate you so much. <laughs> Sorry. Woo. Because we forgot and then cut. Joel, do you hear that? Do you hear that sound? Is it the sound of Oscar the Grouch's mustache slowly ripping itself off of his face? <laughs> the mustache. He doesn't have a mustache. Well, it's because he ripped off his face. Just like you don't have a mustache. And I've seen you try to grow one. It's really disgusting. Turn camera. Marks. 102, take one. With overlap, action please. Action awesome, please. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson. Inspired by that same French excellence, it's fermented in the bottle and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Cut. Paul Masson super. Hi, guys. Yeah, they like the way I do this. When I crank it like a chainsaw, full throttle, heavy metal, set the bar, next level, wasteland, getting all janky, soul glow, chainsaw, laying the cut with them elbows back, engine smoking just like this track, shirt be soaking from all the sweat, catch my breath, chainsaw. It's kind of cheating if, you, if you're looking at the lyrics while you're doing this <laughs> intro song. I didn't I know what they say. I've never known what they've said in that. In I that think song. it's not cheating. I Ch- think uh, it's cheating. Chainsaw by Feeling Force 5. It's it's uh I can't tell you that it's a great song, but I can tell you that I enjoy it. That thematically works because this movie is about a family that uses force on other people, and, and actually, there's a chainsaw occasionally. Oh, and there are five teenagers who end up either dead or injured. Four. I should have gotten no, some more. Uh, five. Is the guy that hit with the car that was that guy a chainsaw? Huh? Was that guy a teenager? Yeah. You sure? Wikipedia said he was. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Joel is getting coffee, which I think is cheating. Well, he's right mixing now. it with his Baileys, to oh, be yeah. fair. So, okay, um, we have a question. I'm going to start off with this as opposed to, like, forgetting it until the end like we usually do. Mm-hmm. Would Orson drink this? Would Orson Welles drink this pumpkin spice Baileys? I think he would probably not drink the pumpkin spice Baileys because I have a feeling it's a little bit more expensive and, like, Seasonal than regular Bailey's, Joel, and so he would on just. My fucking coffee table. Also on his Dang own it. phone. Hold up. 
There are napkins God on it. God damn it, Joel. It's a nice table. I paid money <laughs> for this table. Please you can, don't you can, drip. Here, move the Bailey's bottle onto the glass and put your drippy mug on the cork. God thing. damn you. Wait, no, don't knock my glass over. I hate you so much. First, you make me drink pumpkin Sorry. spice Bailey's. And then you spill it on my table. Well, actually, that was just coffee and milk. I hadn't put the Baileys in yet. I don't care. But yeah, I don't think Orson would drink this. I <laughs> okay. think Orson would be like, nope, I'm just drinking the regular Baileys because that's cheaper. I don't know. I don't really know if we know Orson. He was a close personal friend of mine. I feel like he had an inner white girl. And, you know, the more I drink of this stuff, the less I taste it. So You know, I've seen, uh, I've, I've seen a lot of his movies. I don't think he has an inner white girl. Orson Welles was rich Have you seen, to a uh, certain point, so he could afford better liquor. So I don't think he would drink this. I think this is the first liquor on this podcast we've had that we've come away saying, no, Orson wouldn't drink this. Yeah, I think he'd either drink it if it was trashy but had a super high alcohol content or if it was super classy. And this is neither of those. Like, well, if he was at a party and like everything else was gone. Maybe he would Yeah, drink he'd take this, this just because it has or alcohol. Or maybe he'd just walk to the nearest liquor store, just <sighs> fall on the uh, glass so that it would open, and then just like uh-huh. walk in and grab a bottle of whatever he wanted. Yeah, didn't he Didn't he direct uh, Legally Blonde? Isn't this the same thing? No. Guy? I, don't, I think you're thinking of somebody else. Um, <laughs> I he wrote you're thinking started. of Orson Melz. Should we, <laughs> should we uh, go yeah. through our totally notes? Totally different. <laughs> totally different guy. <laughs> Should we go through our notes oh on this my. piece of shit? Okay, yes. can, I, can I start? Yeah, I please have start. No notes. Yeah. My you... only note is, oh my god, all of the fog machines in Texas were rented out for this one movie, and they used all of the fog machines in Texas for every single fucking shot in this movie. Like at all the same time. All four, all yep. four fog machines. It's like, they called every single rent house. Gear, MPS, Omega, uh, how, many, how many fog machines do you have? We want them all. We want them all at the same time, and we're going to use them all at the same time, all the time. And most of them said, uh, we don't have any because there's only four fog machines in the whole state. And then they just went to a, to a Halloween store and bought them out of fog machines. Let's say they drove to Oklahoma and got like all the shitty ones that smell like pancake they drove, syrup. They drove to Louisiana <laughs> and were like, hey, you guys are going to have a film industry soon. How many fog machines do you they have? They smell like beignets instead of pancakes. They drove to New Mexico and were like, these smell like green chilies. Can we have your fog machines? <laughs> the thing about fog machines is each that you go to, they smell like a particular like pa- breakfast pastry. In Texas, they smell like delicious, delicious breakfast tacos. <laughs> oh, like Only Kalachi. Austin specifically. Yeah. <laughs> Dear God, um, this movie was entertaining. Oh, it was, <laughs> it was really entertaining. It was okay, this so movie, bad. It's good, but it, so bad. It's, it's like a fucked up black mirror of the original Texas Chainsaw yeah. Massacre. Because structurally, and it's even exact, down to same. its ending, it's exactly the same as Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Aside from like a few in-jokes to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. But other than that, structurally, it's the same fucking movie. But it's amazing that they fucked it up so hard it's like while they, following the same structure. They decided they were going to have it be structurally the same, but they were going to add like... Like, they were going to make there be 150% more plot, you know? Yeah. So, like, the original part of what's great is that the beginning, it's like, 
they're on a road trip and some creepy stuff kind of happens, but mostly it's just them kind of wandering around a creepy place in broad daylight. And then one of them gets, and then it gets dark and it gets even more creepy and they start disappearing. And then at the very, near the, in the last like 40 minutes, it's like, oh, the girl's in a super creepy house. No, part of what's creepy about the original is Leatherface kills people in broad daylight. Yeah, and it's which quick. Which is unusual. Well, and it's a thing of like, style of movie. it's not shit like this where you see him stalking them it's like he pops up stabs them and you cut away to someone else he grabs them there's no there's no 10 minute uh scene of him dragging them down the hallway while they struggle yeah picks them up and like he's so strong they're basically inert and then he puts them on a meat hook and that's the end of them and 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 there's only one meat hook in this movie which is really disappointing there are at least three in the original and in this movie it's like they decided that what people liked was seeing the inside of the house and seeing the family dynamics of leatherface and so they wanted to put that like right up at the beginning and they wanted to give all of the teenagers like full backstories and they wanted to give the leatherface people backstories and motivations and it's like no the reason the first one worked is you had no idea what the fuck was going on and so you it was just super creepy this it's like i don't care about their like friend group dynamics i don't care about the family <laughs> dynamics they're fucking creepy this movie shows you like what parts were the dude who directed this movie whose name does anyone know his name hellman or it something? was kim something Hin- hinkle Kim, Kim Hankel. Hankel. Yeah. It shows you what parts of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre script were Kim Hankel and what parts were Toby Hooper going like, no, we can't do this. No, That's let's not put the much. Illuminati let's in this pull movie. Back. Let's be oh, smart Lord. about this shit. And it shows you how, it kind of shows you how brilliant Toby Hooper is. Fucking Illuminati's in this goddamn this, movie. Yeah, this movie is like a Where's Waldo, where you open it up and you have to kind of look for the thing that you think the movie's about. <laughs> you know, like, like well, there is a chainsaw wield, wielding Leatherface that's in it, but he's a fucking supporting character. Well, yeah, he's, he's also kind of a, a kind of a crossdresser too. I mean, he was that in the original. Like he was like he was the butcher like by day, and then like at, during the dinner scene. He's dressed up like the mom of the family, like the matriarch. Yeah, but in this, he's like wearing lipstick the whole movie. Not wearing lipstick, but he's like dressed as a woman the whole movie. I don't think he's dressed as a woman. I just think he has like an awful 90s perm. He looks like fucking yeah. Danny McBride from Eastbound and Down. Yeah, his hair does. His, yeah. Well, his face a little bit too. Yeah. Sorry, just, Danny McBride. It was just like they Sorry, threw... Sorry, Kenny fucking Powers. At, they were like, oh, we should have him be crippled but have a robot leg. Throw that in. Oh, we should have his girlfriend have giant ticks and have a chip implanted into her skull where her head will explode if she leaves. Or oh, does she? Oh, we should she? have the Illuminati. Oh, we should have someone killed by a, being hit by a plane. And it's just, it's, it's like, I gotta why? say this. For the plane scene at the end of the like, movie... We should make social commentary on, like shitty high school douchebags and their weird date rapey pressure of girls to fuck them. I can't believe so I'm weird. saying this. This movie needed a studio executive to come in and <laughs> yeah. say no, you can't do that. I'm sorry, Joel. I cut you off. Normal. It was very rude. No, I was just gonna say like so the end of the movie kind of ends with like she escapes and we'll kind of get into this in a second I'm sure but like the plane comes in. It is a crop duster scene that's like straight out of North by Northwest almost and it's in it's in the middle of the day and the the crop duster plane propellers, I think, or the the maybe it's the tires. We're, we're not sure. It's we don't fucking edited know. really poorly, but it hits Matthew McConaughey's character, who's like the or the patriarch villain, in the back of the head, and he goes down, and there's like he's bleeding and, and stuff, and he's probably dead. 
At least that's the end of him in the movie. Almost certainly. Yeah. And uh, it's almost like the director of the movie, this Hinkle fellow, was like, you know what really pissed me off about that North by Northwest movie? Was the fact that that crop duster never actually hit Cary Grant? You know what would have been great is if the crop duster had actually hit Cary Grant in the back of the head. Let's make that in this movie. Let's let's take it. Let's well, do it. And what's weird is it's like according to Wikipedia, that plane was like hired by the Illuminati guy to kill him. And I think that's a thing they put together from interviews with the filmmakers, and also because in the conversation in the Lomo is like, oh. McConaughey was bad he had to go and and it, it's just I don't know it's just it's like it, it's it's like you were saying it's like they they took every weird idea in this guy's head and he didn't have someone to say no we can't do that no we don't have the budget to do that well and so he just stuffed every idea into this fucking 85 minute movie Let's yeah, get in. Let's so get into this. Let's yeah. just get into the. Before we start this, there is also a cut of this movie that is ninety-four minutes that I was very much pushing Joel to find, but it's very difficult to find. Like this movie comes under two names. Check the first is the cut we this just saw, true. which is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre: The Next Generation, and the other one is The Return of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Which is about ten minutes longer, and that yeah. was the one that and was, I really want to see the return version. That was the festival version too, I believe. So what it, it was was they shot this movie in like ninety three, ninety four, and they released it at South by Southwest and a couple other festivals, and got picked up by Columbia. Now this was Renee Selweger and Matthew McConaughey. Like Renee Selweger had been an extra on a bunch of stuff, and it did this. Um, Matthew McConaughey was an extra. He was in Dazed and Confused. He had a tiny part in Angels in the Outfield, and then he did this. And so this was both of their like first showcase of acting. So after well, this, I, I, Dazed well, and Confused is McConaughey's first showcase. He, he's a bigger role in this than that, but you know, it, their first bigish thing. And so then after this, Columbia buys it based on its festival performance, and then buries it for three years because they're like, yeah, this actually isn't that great. So then Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger go on to become Matthew McConaughey and Renee Zellweger. And so then the studio decides, oh, we're going to delay releasing this until after Jerry Maguire, starring Renee Zellweger, in which she was nominated for an Oscar, gets um, released in 96. And then Columbia got into a huge battle with CAA, Matthew McConaughey's agency, because Matthew McConaughey's agent didn't want this movie to see the light of day. For understandable reasons. And so basically the compromise they reached was they were going to still cut down, cut out 10 minutes from the movie. They didn't put his face on the poster, just Renee Zellweger's, and it had a limited release. So it was only released in like... 20 theaters but it's still like made bank because people were like oh it's Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey and then everyone saw it and was like oh this was shot in 94 and it's shit and you then know, people forgot about it. Knowing what's still in this movie I want to know what's in the 10 minutes they cut out. Yeah. Probably more McConaughey. Probably. That would, what would be make. Would I know yeah. but all the stupid batshit crazy stuff they left in I want to know what they were like no that's too far you have to take that out. I'm, I would assume it's a rape scene. Yeah, there wasn't really any sex in the movie other than the what's-her-face showing her boobs for that one scene. Yeah, I, I, I would be... I wasn't paying attention for that part. What happened? Oh, she like she was like, yo, Miss Peanut Farmers, look at this. And she like lifted up her shirt. and It's like Matthew McConaughey's character's yeah. 
wife or girlfriend, girlfriend. or something. I don't whatever. Really know. I don't know. Sex slave. But whatever. she there's an emphasis made about how she paid uh, money to have a breast augmentation surgery done. And it's focused on weirdly for a bit. It also yeah. felt like it was like, well, you know, people are going to pay for this, expecting violence and a little bit of nudity. So yeah. might as well just show like this quick little cut yeah. of this girl lifting her like, up. I'm 100% sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I haven't researched this, but and this is just me talking out my butt, but I would be very surprised if there weren't a rape scene in this movie you where Matthew yes. McConaughey is a, rapes, is a rapist, that that was what they cut out. Yeah. Um. Well, like, that's my guess. We ready to do notes? I've got yep. a note that's like very, 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 very early on. Do it. It's the note that this movie was brought to you by <laughs> Ultra Muchos Productions. <laughs> For all your finest sort of kind of fourth generation Mexican entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I was really good friends with someone who spoke Spanish in second grade. <laughs> I have met a Mexican. <laughs> I live in Texas and sometimes I go to Chewy's. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's all the jokes that I have about when that. When I'm feeling drunk, I enjoy tacos. <laughs> More like chilies, not even chewies. Chilies. <laughs> Do you guys want to go to Taco Bell? Sure. No. Actually, no. I have to go to bed and go to work. Um, I have 15. a super early note. Um, go for it. So at the so this movie starts with um these four teenagers at prom. And basically all my notes are about the, the teenagers that get killed off early. So it's like this hot girl is looking for her boyfriend, Barry. She runs into Renee Zellweger, uh, who's I'm, like... I, I'm sorry. I just have to bring up... Joel just drank some of his Bailey's, like pumpkin spice Bailey's coffee. And then he made it... He blanched at it. So now he's making himself an Irish coffee with, with what's <laughs> left of our Irish whiskey. By R, you mean Joel's, but yeah. Uh, Teeling, a small batch, it's very good. I enjoy it. 46% alcohol, so it's like... <laughs> I, I just want to point out this proof. Pumpkin Spice Bailey's is also, in addition to the other shit that Joel's made us drink on this podcast, one of the worst things we've drank on this podcast, and he has to dilute it with Irish whiskey to make it palatable. It's festive. Um, Continue, Kelsey, I'm sorry. I, I actually also <laughs> want to point out... Um, when I recorded the track of my cat meowing that um, for our little apology on the start of like our mega upload of three things, in the background, if you listen closely, you can hear Joel and Zach talking about alcohol because Joel's talking to him about this wheat bourbon. And I just love that like even when we're not like doing this podcast, we're still just talking about alcohol and movies. Our all day. entire lives are alcohol and movies. Woo. Whoa, that's that's kind of sad. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I'm hey, sorry, um, mom, prove, me prove me wrong, motherfucker. That's true. Well, I can't right now. Um, I mean, Kelsey, Joel, what is your job? Joel is Jesus. You work on a movie. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you work in a movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What, what'd you say? I said, but he turned water into wine. <laughs> And you work in a movie theater, and I when I work, it's on movies. Yep. Anyways. Or shit related to movies. Um, so, these teenagers, it's like archetypical hot girl, her douchebag boyfriend who cheats on her. Renee Zellweger, they make into a nerd basically just by putting glasses on her and making her be like, oh, 
douchey boyfriend is lying to you saying he'll have cancer if he doesn't have sex because she's like not an idiot and not and was like fuck the patriarchy which good for her and then her boyfriend who's just like a stoner and so my first note is all these kids are pieces of shit except renee zellweger um why does she hate them yeah like what like later she's like trying to get this other girl to like leave the house with her and we were all screaming at the tv like fucking leave that bitch she's treats you like shit get out of there leave this fucking cunt behind um literally we all we all said those exact same words at the same time yes it was like eerie um and so then my second note um is so this was back when I thought the hot girl was going to be the main girl. Um, and it's not, it's Renee Zelliger. So the main girl, like they're driving in the car and this is after her boyfriend has cheated on her and her boyfriend's like, it's not my fault. If guys don't have sex, they get prostate cancer. And Renee Zelliger is like, no, that's, that's <laughs> bullshit. He's just trying to get you to put out. That's and then not the, true. And then the hot girl goes, no, it is my fault. I won't have sex with him. And it's like, no, <laughs> Like, and she forget off. like she's not mad at him the rest of the time. She's like, and, yeah, it's kind of what he does. And then later they get in a car wreck because this guy is like, you know, like talking shit to her the whole time and like giving her bad directions. And then they get in this car wreck and she's just like, oh, well, it's my fault anyways. If we get killed, like I'm the murderer. And it's like, bitch, stop internalizing blame for everything. Like, like, and it's just like, Jesus Christ, like this guy her boyfriend must just be such like an emotionally abusive like gaslighting sack of shit the sad thing about that is i feel like the filmmakers are like we're gonna make this really satirical by having this character that's like oh there could be like a murderer behind all the trees or like yeah oh no like i'm the dumb blonde that's kind of hot that dates the douchebag what if i was like driving and we drove into a pole and we all died no shit that's a legit line that she says wouldn't that be funny (laughs) and it's like it's it's just so like i'm watching this just going like oh my god this girl needs to see a therapist like it just didn't work my my note kind of around the same time period if we're going by that yeah yeah let's go how, the, how the hell are these people lost like they <laughs> yeah. they go to this small rinky dink high school as far as we can gather it's prom night they drive off they're not driving for very long they're driving for about like five minutes or so and then all of a sudden everybody's like oh no where are we we're so lost like let me tell you i'm from a small town franklin texas area ish population less than 2000 like everyone knows the roads farm to market roads you know like off the back of their like like the back of their hand like everybody knows a 30 mile radius of the town people know they know all the towns that are within 30 miles of them you know there's no way that these small town redneck teenagers are going to drive for five minutes and be like oh my gosh we're lost and then make comments like oh these roads all suck and there's no place to turn around or we've got to find help somewhere because we don't know any of these locations or buildings also as somebody who's only interacted with like the country on a like peripheral in a peripheral way if you live in the country, you don't turn down a dirt road and think it's going to lead to another legit road. road. <laughs> you know it leads to, like, somebody's house. house. Yeah, exactly. Maybe if we follow this, uh, uh... Maybe if we follow this dirt road, we'll find I-35 eventually. It says Johnson Cemetery Road. That probably leads to, like, a gas station. Probably right? in no way <laughs> leads to a cemetery. That's just a fucking misnomer. 
Yeah. This says this road was, it's got a historical marker. It says it was used in the Civil War. This will get us back to civilization. <laughs> Civil War? Yep. Civilization? Oh my God, school does help. Um, do you have anything before McConaughey starts? Because my first note's about McConaughey. My first note's about McConaughey. It might be the same first so, note. <laughs> so mine is, like, what I wrote down is McConaughey is phoning it in and it's only his second movie ever, which, like, it's technically, like, his third and a half. But oh, it's it, it's just funny because it's, like, he with both him and Renee Zellweger, they probably aren't actually phoning it in. It's just that it's, like, their first time being anything than basically just, like, a featured extra. Um but knowing, like, both of them have won Oscars, both, like, she's been nominated multiple times, they're both huge box office draws, um, or, like, have been at different points, and watching this, it's like, oh my god, these two, it's like, it's like, because of what we know about them, it just looks like they're phoning it the fuck in, but it's like, oh, baby, this is your second movie, you didn't know what you were doing, it is also weird watching both of them being like, oh, you guys recycled things. Like, especially McConaughey. Like, a lot of this you can see, like, oh, he used that again in, like, Killer Joe. And, I mean, yeah. I, I don't even think it's McConaughey using it again because this is so, f- like, this is, like, fucking two decades from Killer Joe in his career. It's just, like, weird similarities. Like, there's just really weird familial, almost just abuse scene in a kitchen. Which is like, it's just like Killer Joe. And while I was watching it, I couldn't shake that feeling. But it's so similar. But at the same time, it's like, this is like 20 years before I mean, honestly, Joe. it wouldn't surprise me if this movie had a lot to do with him getting cast in Killer Joe. I, I very much doubt. I, okay. I don't know William, William Friedkin personally. I very much doubt William Friedkin has seen the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. The I, next I say that more just because of the similarities and because he is doing a very similar persona. Like, he does unhinged in very similar ways in this movie and in Killer Joe, you know? So, I, so the first time I that we meet so. the first time that we meet Matthew McConaughey, the teenagers have driven for five minutes, <laughs> uh, promptly gotten lost because they're all idiots. Joel has very particular sticking points. They go to a real estate office. <laughs> That's what fucking kills they, me. They find a fucking real estate office in the middle of nowhere. They get into a wreck. They go to this real estate office. She calls someone to come. Uh, well, she calls Matthew McConaughey. To tow them, and it turns out to be Matthew McConaughey in a tow truck, and then he kills the guy that they left alone with the... With, so when they crash, there's a guy who's in the other car who gets up out of the car. He says, I'm fine. And then he promptly falls over. Maybe he's dead. We're not quite sure. Actually, he's, I think he's just alive. passed out because he says, out. I'm not hurt. And then he kind of faints. Yeah. And so they leave one of the one of the dudes with him, Renee Zellweger's boyfriend, Sean, who is the first person to die. Matthew McConaughey shows up in the tow truck after they walk to this real estate office and they, they phone it. The, the big boobed lady that works there phones in Matthew McConaughey. He shows up. Right now. He kills the guy who's dead, uh, like snaps his leg snaps his neck like Jet Li Kung Fu style and and then uh, proceeds to chase down in his vehicle and kill run over running over multiple times back and forth uh, the boyfriend that they left to left at the scene and one of the things you notice is and I, I, I saw this and I thought either A it had to be like just like a mistake or a throwaway production design kind of thing mm-hmm but there is the words or the word Illuminati <laughs> right. on, printed 
on uh, the the tow truck that it's McConaughey like, drives. It's like one side says wrecker, like the driver's door says wrecker, but then the passenger door says Illuminati. Like very clearly says Illuminati. And so we all kind of stopped and I was like, does that say Illuminati? And then Zach was like, what, where? And then it cut back to it and we're all kind of like, that's weird. But that probably doesn't mean anything. And boy, were we wrong. <laughs> it's in the fucking Illuminati. He, like, I they, don't know why. Like, they never say, like, he works for the Mal- Illuminati. But his girlfriend at one point is talking to Renee Zellweger. It's like, have you ever heard rumors of, like, there being a group of people that control everything, control the government? Like, who do you think killed JFK? They put a chip in my head that'll explode if I try to run away. And it's like... That plus Illuminati written on the side of his car. It's like, what the fuck? Well, and then, he work and for then the at the, near the end of the movie, right when they're having this big meal and this big fights, the second or third big family fight scene, this limo pulls up in front of the house at night. Like two guys, and everyone, suits come out. everyone freaks out. Like all the family members, like Matthew McConaughey and his big boobed wife or girlfriend or whatever, the, whatever the heck she is, they all freak out and they're like, oh no, they're here, kind of thing. And then out of the car comes like this butler who doesn't talk and this guy who's French. And he kind of has a vague French accent, though I don't think he's really French. I think it sounds like a fake French accent. And he basically shows up, and he's like, uh, you're messing up this whole thing. You know, he's, everything is wrong. You, know, you have one job to get people to experience horror. And then he, like, <laughs> shows Renee Zellweger his weird, like, stomach piercings and, like, licks her face, and then he leaves. Yeah. He's got, like, three rings. They look like the rings that you would put in a um like a somebody's nipple. Yeah, or someone's nipple, but they're like a bull calf ring that you yeah. can like put and like put a rope through and lead your steer around the arena. But they're in his stomach. I'm from College Station, but they're in his <laughs> stomach. And he's got all these other like tattoos in his stomach. Yeah, he's very weird. On his chest, and uh, and that's the guy that hires the uh, the uh, crop duster plane at the end. Yeah, to kill McConaughey. McConaughey's like working for them, and I guess he's the Illuminati. And then well, like sometimes, sometimes you get fired. Sometimes you. Your boss off. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna, I want to hire this crop duster pilot to freaking kill you." Yeah, and then <laughs> like, I'm the Illuminati. His limo <laughs> pulls up, and he t- like get picks up Renee Zellweger, who starts freaking out. He's like, "No, no, no, don't worry about it. I'll take." He's like, "Would you rather go to a hospital or a police station?" <laughs> he's first? like, "You got, you got two options. I can take you to a police station or a hospital." And then he's like, um, "This was supposed to be a spiritual experience, but uh, these guys." were shitty and they needed to be gotten rid of i'm yeah. sorry also the ma- the newspaper he's reading in the car is le figaro <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious anyway um, that's all that i that's all that i have on the illuminati i just um, got back from peeing i don't think anybody wants to know that but i just told you i all already anyways. whispered it how to was them. it was it like was it, it was pretty, nice was okay, it a good cool. piss it was nice no kidney stones Ooh! Did you accidentally? Pee? It's been revealed who Negan ki- Negan killed on The Walking Dead. Nah, no phones. Is it a uh, Leatherface? No phones. Um. So there's a point in this movie early on where Renee Zellweger is like walking through the woods, and um something flies into her face, and because of the way it's like lit, it's like just like a dark shape in her face, and you think that something's come out and grab her, and she's like. Ah! like bats it off her face and it turns out it's a trash bag and then you see a shot of it blowing on the ground and we're all just like oh my gosh that's the most beautiful thing that's ever been filmed (laughs) (laughs) throwback to the very first movie that we watched as a podcast all of our uh, longtime listeners will of course (laughs) recognize you don't get that reference um then you're one of one of how many people listen? Then you clearly don't know (laughs) sam mendes or kevin spacey's filmography very well 
I guess. Okay, so um, first Abe was killed, and then Glenn was killed on the season premiere of The Walking of Dead. Of course Glenn was killed. He's killed in the comics. Well, yep, but nobody knew. They cut on a cut to black of Negan swinging the back in the on the season six finale of the show, and in the season seven premiere, they revealed who he killed. And one of the, he killed two people, one of whom was Glenn. Well, yeah, he's the one that he kills in the comics. Glenn died. Everyone I don't. Died. I don't. Also, so did Abe. I have not seen The Walking Dead in five seasons, so I don't know who that is. The one one confusing thing about that is like I don't know how dead people are able to walk around. <laughs> Thank you, Joel. So, um, my next note. We'll go back to Joel's after this because Joel's gonna have to explain this one. Is Joel saying there's no way that guy can read? <laughs> Oh yeah, what's that like guy's? Do we remember this guy's name? It like, no, it was like W W E. Can like, I? It was it was Walter because they'd call him W R, but I think it was Walter. It probably stands for something kind of like some literature, literary kind of literary kind of thing. So there's this guy who's like a brother to Matthew McConaughey. Do we know? Nobody uh, knows. He's like in the family, and he constantly quotes famous dead people all the time. And and so the very first time that we meet him, he says. He makes some quote about a line, and it should have been an Alamo quote, but instead he's like, Ulysses S. Grant. He's like, Ulysses S. Grant. And I'm like, hold up. I'll stop you right there. First of all, <laughs> first of all, there's no way that you can read. Second of all, there's no way that anyone in the South is going to quote Ulysses S. Grant for anything. And probably even in the North, I don't think he's that popular of a president. <laughs> like, or. Grant wasn't a president. He was a general. No, he totally was president. He was a president later. He's on the $50 oh, right. bill. I always forget. He wasn't a very popular president. I, I forgot. Think. I, I was think... just thinking of the general from yeah. the Civil War. Sorry. Um, but anyway, he quotes Ulysses as Grant, and then like he'll quote other people throughout the movie. He'll quote FDR. He quotes, uh, was it Walter Whitman, one of the poet people. He quotes William Shakespeare, except he calls him Billy Shakespeare. He's yeah. like, that was Billy Shakespeare. <laughs> you know the guy who did Romero in Julia, <laughs> the classic skit. Uh, all right, your turn. More notes. Oh, um, more notes for me. I only have two left. The last one is uh, which you probably have this note too, so we can both talk oh, about yeah. it. But uh, there's a scene in the movie where they're about to have dinner, and Renee Zellweger is the only one left alive. Well, that's not true. Her 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 slutty dumb friend. Actually, she's not really a no, slut. She doesn't. She doesn't she's not. She doesn't her put dumb, out for her boyfriend. She's just super true. dumb. She's yeah. crazy. Her dumb her dumb crazy friend is at the table, uh, pretty injured. Probably should be dead because she's survived some torturous things, but she's there. And also, there's an old man who's the grandfather who never we never find out exactly why he's there, what happens to him. But he's also at the <laughs> at the dinner, and a couple of other like corpses, maybe, yeah. of people that are also at the dinner table. I think they're taxidermy. And horses. then you know the big boobed girlfriend of Matt McConaughey, and then um, also the brother who quotes Ulysses S. Grant is also there, in Leatherface, who's dressed up like a woman. And then Matthew McConaughey walks through the door, and he says. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> and Zach goes, wait, rewind that? And so I got up. We rewound it. We were all yelling. We're like, no, like, no no, way. they didn't. They didn't just quote Days and Confused. Like, who no, gave they a did. shit about Days and Confused back then? <laughs> that must have been a big draw to the indie crowd. Like, this premiered at South by Southwest. I don't know why else they would have it. 
It's. I mean, like, it's very. There's no and, way that it was accidental. Well, unless it's a thing that McConaughey. Unless the reason it's in Dazed and Confused is that it's just the thing McConaughey says. And, and honestly, <laughs> like, be. well, because he like said that at the Oscars and like, and his, I think that's just a thing. I would believe it. I like. I would believe. There would be crazier things you could tell me. But this this was his next movie that he was in after no, Daisy Confused. No, but I, I I would believe that in both case in the first case it was like he said something to Richard Linklater and went like all right all right all right and and like Linklater was like oh you should do that in the movie that's great and then I feel like with this you should it, be your dumb hick self in the film yeah I feel like with this it was just improv. And they were like, yeah, say something that's like kind of funny, but also kind of, but in a menacing way. And he couldn't think of anything. So he just said, all right, all right, all right. And they were like, oh, that's great. (laughs) Wait, that's so original. (laughs) Like, I would not be surprised if that's the thing that McConaughey just says in real life all the time. Dear Lord, we we lost it at that, though. Also, I think (laughs) that's that's another reason why I think I like this movie is because I don't think it took itself too seriously. Oh, no. I really don't think it did. Um... My last note is about the RV. I have a note that's before that. Okay, so I yours think. is before. Uh, <laughs> all that it says, and I vaguely remember writing this, what's her name face? Oh! <laughs> Matthew, I think it's, is it Matthew McConaughey refers to Renee Zellweger? Uh, like, I'm tired of having what's her name face around here or something I think like it's that. him talking about her friend. Oh, maybe. Because, like, you're just here to, like... Like make out with what's her name face or some some or like to see what's her name face get killed. Yeah, I think it's something like that. I think he's referring to the friend, but it is really funny. But it's just like what what's coming it's out of your mouth? Like, you know, if you like really look into it, it's like oh, so he refers to her as you know blah 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 face. But Leatherface is one of the main characters of the movie, and he wears people's faces on his face. So what is that saying about like this you know, whole movie is about faces. <laughs> you know the faces the faces we wear yeah, around say. other people. Yeah, that's what I was that's where I was going with that Bro. actually. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually exactly where I was going, Zach. Give me another hit, man. <laughs> I feel it's super Oh, give deep. me some of these pumpkin spice baileys. Give me another hit of this. <laughs> I can taste the Halloween all up in my liver. <laughs> Um, I'm actually, I don't know why, but I'm actually pouring myself some more. <laughs> I don't know why you're doing it either. It's I don't disgusting. know what the fuck you're doing, Joel. I don't know why you bought this shit. Um, it's seasonal. It's festive. That's true. So at the end of the movie, we've already kind of touched on it. Renee Zellweger runs away. And before the plane thing happens. Good for her. I wish I could have done the same from this before movie. Before the plane thing happens, she's, we see two old people in a giant like camper van RV. rv and they're both drinking bloody mary's which we just thought was like oh <laughs> in the middle it's probably morning it's probably like at least probably at like latest no, 9 a.m no, 9 or 10 a.m Marys are like latest. a brunch drink it's yeah. a hair of the dog thing oh yeah while you're driving yeah of uh, course your <laughs> rv which is so, bigger than a normal car <laughs> so so we're just think laughing like <laughs> bloody mary's that's ironic and so then, like, Renee Zellweger runs up next to the car and, like, gets in the car. And then, like, um, Matthew McConaughey is driving his tow truck and Leatherface is on top of it with a chainsaw. And it all culminates in the RV turning over on its side and flopping. And I Joel would, says... I would just, like, take a second to point uh-huh. out that just now Joel uh, took the bottle of Irish whiskey and bought, <laughs> took it bottoms up. 
It was empty. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> so so the RV flips uh, you know. and it's like kills these old people. Renee's out. Probably. You don't ever see their bodies. I would have liked and, to see their dead mangled bodies. And Joel just Hold looks on. at the tr- TV and just deadpan goes, well, if they hadn't been driving drunk, this <laughs> wouldn't have happened. And me and Zach just fucking lost it. <laughs> so true though don't drink bloody mary's dry folks yeah like, come on especially not if you're old you may people. think it's healthy but you could wind up dead on a dirt dirty texas road with dead a chased by a man wielding a chainsaw while standing <laughs> on top of a tow truck with a hydraulic leg Oh god! Oh, yeah. he has. Did we mention he has a remote control for his <laughs> hydraulic leg? Not only that, he's got like four of them. He's got. He has like. He goes. He's got like three backups. We're talking about Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, character. Matthew McConaughey's character has. Hydraulic I guess because he gets run over by in one of the other movies, right? Doesn't he get run over by a car? He's not or in any. This of the is movies. the only one of those these movies that he's in. Why? The, it's it's what like oh, it's he... alluded to. He's been shot. He's been run over, and he's immortal, or some sh- or some shit that some other character says. Yeah. So then I wonder now if, like, did he really die or the director's like, we're going to bring Matthew McConaughey back for, like, two or three sequels after this. And we've kind of, like, set it up that he can't die, you know? I don't know, man. But that the, the fucking, the duel of the remotes when McConaughey was trying to make his remote work and Renee Zellweger was trying to make her hers. remote. It's <laughs> like two or three minutes of them fighting with, like, TV remote controls to make Matthew McConaughey's leg work. It's like, the... like also grabbing her, but she's, like, making his leg spasm out. And I think she eventually, like, dislocates his knee and then she runs off. But it's... Oh, God. It's just fucking hilarious. It's just, like... It's a very funny movie. Not a lot of blood, honestly, in this movie. No, there's almost no blood. Even when he's, like... Not very gory at all. There's, like... There's one spot. It's the spot whenever the (laughs) what's-her-face... What's-her-name-face chick finally dies, and she, like... She, like, she's bleeding, and then she, like, lays her head down in a pile of her own blood, or, like, a puddle of her own blood at the very end. She's, like, kind of dripping blood. She's, like, lying on the ground, and then she, like, gets up, and like drops oh. a couple of blood, and she's like, "Oh, and no!" She, like, so she just faints there because she actually dies when McConaughey starts crushing her skull. Oh yeah, which that would have been in a different movie. There would have they may not have showed it, but they would have shown blood splattering up onto his face. Yeah, there's that. just some there's some things that they could have done that nothing. with no extra cost. Yeah, this movie had a six hundred thousand dollar budget. They I've seen horror films. Blair Witch Project. Had had a like a ten thousand dollar budget and is like twenty times better movie, than, <laughs> scarier movie than this, better movie than this, and it, it just imagine if they had had six hundred thousand dollars to work with. But they had to spend money building that hydraulic leg, leg. and oh, paying yeah. for the airplane and paying for the limo and the tow truck and the RV and the French a real French actor. <laughs> Don't forget. <laughs> I think that's the guy who came in from Houston. Actually, oh, hello, I am from the Houston, Texas. Um, Yeah, I mean, one thing that's cool about this movie is, like, all of the cast, except the French dude who's from Houston, is from Austin, and most of the crew was, too. And, like, there's people we know in the special thanks. Yeah, Um, we won't say any names, but uh, Lebra Dewis. (laughs) Lebra Dewis. God bless your soul. Leb Dewis. uh, She's known to UT people. Yeah, Leb Dewis. (laughs) (laughs) You know, she's uh, one of the... Wink, wink. um... She teaches cinematography. Cinematography. Seaches cinematography. Seaches cinematography. That's true. I've heard the same thing from people before. Our friend Shishchin Fenavides. 
<laughs> Took her class. Bistian Crinavitas? Yeah. <laughs> Bristian Crinavitas. Brisket Chinavitas. <laughs> Took what's Leb Dewis's <laughs> cinematography class? Yeah. Um, Dob Blesser. Uh, Dob Glesser. <laughs> I don't know. What Bivia Olivi. Olili. <laughs> I don't even know what no, you're talking about at this point. You're stringing like Bolivia Japanese syllables Ely. together. <laughs> Bolivia Ely knows her. <laughs> Dear God. I give up. That this movie, movie was, was entertaining. So bad, I kind so of regret the pumpkin spice Baileys. I apologize. Man, fucking Joel. I don't think it was as bad as Joel, Jin. Joel. No, not as bad as Jin, but still bad. For fucking once on this podcast, can you... Bring a liquor that you don't have to apologize for. At the well, end of I, you know, I know that y'all don't like bourbon, so I'm trying to branch out from that because I do like bourbon. So I'm trying not to just do really strong bourbon every time because I know that I'll enjoy it. Zach will marginally enjoy it, and Kelsey will only enjoy it with a bunch of Coke. <laughs> yeah, and I always feel <laughs> shitty whenever he brings really nice bourbon because I'm just like, I'm drinking this with so Coke. So I'm, try- <laughs> I'm trying to branch out and do Yeah, you know. I appreciate your effort. Have you had Desarrollo? Desarrollo? No, what is it? It basically is a liqueur that tastes like Dr. Pepper. It's Ooh. really good. Zach would probably like that. Like, I had a friend that drank it <laughs> with Dr. Pepper side story i told one of the they they have it at the draft house that mm-hmm. i work out yeah and one of the guys is like oh something 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 with desarrollo and they were like using it and pouring it it's like an italian liqueur for those that don't know and i was like oh i had a friend that used to drink that i was like it tastes like just like dr pepper i had a friend that used to drink that uh with <laughs> with dr pepper and they're like they're like that's stupid that sounds like uh like uh, was it was this in high school <laughs> i was like it should have been but it wasn't. It was in college. When, what, what days do you work um, the week after Halloween, Joel? Is that Halloween? Is this Saturday? Is that right? It's Yeah. No, it's next it's Monday. It's next Monday. Oh. Halloween week. What days do you work? I, I mean, it just depends when I say I'm available, but probably Friday and Saturday. So I'm going to try go, to go back home for opening weekend for deer hunting. So if you go we'll to see. the Alamo Draft House Ritz uh, net this coming Friday, Friday and Saturday night. after Halloween, and you see a movie, you might get to meet Joel Dieter in person. <laughs> oh, if you go God. to the People's Pharmacy in Westlake and hang around, chances are I'll go by there to buy a bottle of sweet tea. No autographs, though. Honestly, <laughs> we get hounded by so um, many people for this If podcast. you go to the Whataburger on North Anywhere. Lamar and, <laughs> and uh, Den- Den- Denim, they're Denson, then there's a chance you'll run into Zach Seeker. If you come to 76... No, 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 no. I'm bleeping that and out. And knock I'm on our door, out. I will happily sign an autograph 1916 for you. Shelman Trail, Fort Worth, <laughs> Texas, 76112 was my address. Seven, six. Um, If you actually want to reach us, um, you can email us. Hey, sh- Zach, Zach. Not a good idea. <laughs> Um, Sober up for just like five. Seven eight seven five seven Austin, Texas. Okay, thanks. United Zach. States. Okay, great. Of planet. Russia. Can I give the the real thing? Planet Earth. Whoa! You told them what planet we are. Milky Way galaxy. Oh crap! They know. The so Illuminati. if you actually want to uh, give us a recommendation for a movie or a liquor, um, you may email us at whatwouldorsondrink at gmail dot com, or tweet at us at. Joel, what's our pot, our Twitter handle? W W O D. 
It's WWOD Podcast, I think. At WWOD Podcast. We don't expect to hear from you, but it would really make our day if we um, did. Yeah. If, or um, some, there's a bunch of really lovely people who have like texted us and told us how much they enjoy the show. That really helps our morale. Um, if you want to make sh- um, ensure that other people listen to this thing that you've told us you enjoy, why don't you uh, give us a nice little uh, little five to four stars slash however many stars you think we deserve review over on the old itunes and uh leave us a review that'd really uh warm our hearts and warm our bellies and warm our livers that all we're slowly destroying parts. <laughs> all our parts would be nice and warm. uh yeah uh, um, nice. good good episode <laughs> yeah good talk um yeah Oh wait, wait. Um, do you want to say goodnight to anyone, uh, Joel? Any any places? You know, it's funny that you should ask because after watching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I like to say goodnight to the United States of America, except for the state of Oklahoma, because you suck. Look it. We might have had five or six or seven or eight. Texas Chainsaw Massacre movies that are really bad, but at least we had one original horror film. With our state's name in it, and you know Oklahoma, you suck because you don't even you can't even produce one film with also, Oklahoma in it. Like, oh, the Oklahoma Meat Hook Massacre. Like, you don't even have that. <laughs> you don't you don't have even like the oh the Oklahoma uh, man manslaughter murder. You you, know, you can't even you don't even you don't got nothing on Texas. So even if this movie is really bad, Matthew McConaughey is a freaking national treasure, national treasure for the, of the state nation of Texas. Of Texas. <laughs> Oklahoma, you, you look like a middle finger, and that's what I'm giving you right now. Um, I'd like to add to that. We're At the time of this recording, it is 9.48 p.m., and oh, you still sucks! 102, take two. Ah, the French champagne has always been celebrated for its excellence. There is a California champagne by Paul Masson, inspired by that same French excellence. It's fermented in the bottle, and like the best French champagne, it's vintage dated. So Paul Masson.